Cooper. Let me get that up. Holy shit, Reynolds, won't you fucking kill it? I know. He's so annoying. He's like on 10 right now with that thing. Hey, oh my gosh. All right. Okay, I'm ready. Who's there? ready? We're all ready. Batch. Let me get Are that. you recording? <laughs> We've been recording, bitch. Hello, oh. America, and thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Get in here. Uh, this podcast already is ruined. Jesus. Take two. I thought I was saying. God. All right. Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for fucking coming. Coming. Boo, bitch. <laughs> Hello, and thanks for coming, America. This is Seth. Hey, it's Jamal. And it is Stony. Whoa. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Spooky Podcasts. Who's still alive? Raise your hands. Me. Me. I'm only missing Alem. <laughs> yeah. I, I got one of my fingers cut off when R. Kelly was here last week. Ah <laughs> oh, darn! <laughs> I went to the cabin in the woods and got into a fight oh. with the storybook monster. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I only kind of won, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> I pretty much like OD'd on like pumpkin spice over the weekend. So, <laughs> did you? You only ate yeah. things that had pumpkin spice in them. Yeah. <laughs> um well speaking of pumpkin spice how was your guys's weekends i know we talked about a birthday party happening yeah it was fun we had aiden's first birthday little man is one mom was here just chill family time it was nice Yeah. yeah do you guys do anything else you guys go like I don't know. What do kids do on their first birthday? Did he go smash a discovery <laughs> zone or something? He was smashing my house is what he was doing. He's yeah. like w- walking around now, just like grabbing everything and thrashing it around, especially his blocks. Yeah. When your old birthday like parties. Wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was it's definitely like that. it. Like he's in here grabbing my fake trees and shaking them like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Yeah. Just like Um, throwing things and like reacting to the noise on the ground and then like (laughs) pretending to eat cupcakes, but not actually eating them. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Jamal's like, put my Gucci purse down. Get off my purse. (laughs) (laughs) No, everything valuable is like upstairs really high. (laughs) Oh, gosh. This is why I don't have children or ever want them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like fun. It's always nice to have some family time. And, you know, I know uh, I don't think Darnell wasn't there, I don't think. But it's nice to get most of the family together. Yeah, that's right. Um, He'll be here towards the end of October. So we'll see him soon. He might actually be around for recording. So that could be fun. Ooh, nice. Maybe we can do like a little interview or something. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that would like, be cool. Like, how horrible was Jamal as a child? <laughs> Tell us everything. <laughs> um, don't ask him that question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, uh, personally, I had a nice little weekend, too. I learned what a shambong is. <laughs> uh, that was interesting. Oh, uh, we saw that it's, on the gram. Yeah, so uh, a shambong 
is kind of what you would think. It's like a beer bong, but for champagne. So like you have the champagne glass and there's like a little, you know, tube at the bottom of it. And then you just like Mm -hmm. basically chug an entire glass of champagne. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I mean, I feel like I performed the best out of those of us who did it. You're like, we've done this before. Yeah, I was like, this isn't my first time drinking alcohol fast. (laughs) So that was really cool. So we did that. And then I went on Saturday, I went to um, a couple movies at the French Film Festival. And they were both super good. And I went and got some tapas, too, with a couple friends from Marathon. That sounds good. Uh, Um, We said, did Barcelona tapas close? They did, yeah. That's crazy. That place was good. Um, I haven't had tapas since. Yeah, this place just opened up. It's called Dandelion. Like, Mm. not like the flower, or I guess it's a weed, not like the weed, (laughs) but um, (laughs) uh, but like a a dandy lion. Like a dandy. Okay, cool. Did you have a favorite dish that you had or tried? Man, everything was good. We had seafood paella. What else did we have? I had some jamon. I don't know how to say that word. Jamon. Jamon. Pablana. Yeah poblano with poblano peppers that were super good yeah although it was kind of awkward because they just served the the poblanos like whole so like you would bite into it and then it basically just burst everywhere and i was like i don't know <laughs> this is not working for me it's like a flavor explosion you're like but it literally yeah. exploded it just <laughs> yeah everywhere it was like a typical saturday night but uh, <laughs> with the peppers. <laughs> oh, I hope his napkin was big enough. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, that was really delicious. Both movies were good. We saw one comedy, one like artsy, um, uh, avant garde esque type movie. Sounds one was fancy. in black and white. One was in color. <laughs> uh, one like was called Left Brain, Right Brain. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 uh, black and white Art Nouveau one was called uh, A Paris Education, and it's about a student going to college for filmmaking in Paris, and he's from Lyon, and mm. they, uh, so it's kind of like he goes into it with a long-term girlfriend and then if, like ch- is like cheating on her, and like it just kind of shows like his life's and like he's trying to like get in with this like this guy that's i guess he that's like maybe it's he's well respected but he's also kind of like an asshole because mm. he's really opinionated about film <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's kind of about that and sort of like his time in college basically so that was really interesting okay and the other one was called Return of the Hero, and it's about this captain in the French army during the 1812 war. Oh, and cool. But it's a comedy, so he, like, proposes to this girl, and then, like, right after he proposes, someone comes and tells him, like, he has to go, like, off to war, basically. And so then he's like, oh, I'll write you every day, but then, of course, he doesn't. So then, like the 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 fiance is like depressed and and like just like i won't eat and being like super dramatic about it so her sister like writes fake letters like about what's going on like in the war Mm -hmm. and stuff like that to make him sound like he's like a hero basically and (laughs) so then um after a while she like kills him off in the story like he dies in in the war and they have like this whole memorial like set up to him in town because he's a hero 
but then he comes back and he and like we find out he was like a coward and just deserted his like troop like early on and is like broke has no money and oh no yeah so then but now because of all these stories of his heroism he comes back and he's like oh no jk i didn't die and basically just tries to like be be like this fictional version of what of himself <laughs> this sounds like don draper yeah oh, it's, yeah it's like mad men yeah it's very interesting <laughs> hmm. um but yeah so those are some movies to check out if you guys are interested in french cinema mm-hmm. um also we have some new theme music this week or i guess it was debuted last week <laughs> yeah well it was so fun because um like we'd heard previews of it but it sounds so much different when it's just not playing as a little soundbite on your iphone so hearing yeah. that in the car is pretty cool <laughs> yeah do you guys boo bitch. like <laughs> boo bitch <laughs> yeah that's just the best part boo bitch I- and then the end of the show was awesome too i just i always have this thing for like creepy like wind up toy music so yeah. it's just perfect <laughs> kind of wanted to keep a couple surprises for you guys did you guys jump during the saw segment too yeah that okay so i was driving and it was like whoa (laughs) we do a quick shoulder shoulder check Uh, i haven't got to that point yet i'm like 20 Uh minutes in or something (laughs) oh gosh well well listen to the episode if you haven't already and you'll know what jamal and i are talking about it's so fun october is about to be pretty litty so tell a friend and hit play again yes queen (laughs) well i think that about wraps that up so how about we get into the episode All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. Ask and you shall receive. We've been saving (laughs) this topic request for a few months now because it's the (laughs) most appropriate to do in this Halloween month. So a few of our listeners have suggested that we do a movie review about A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yes. Yes. I love Nightmare on the Street. <laughs> Last week on our favorite scary movie episodes, we did talk about this series being one of our favorites. So it only made sense to the continue the fun. And this week, we're going to kind of recap it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we get into it? I'm going to bring up my notes here. Okay. So the title of this film is... Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Yes, Henny. Watch out, girl. He is He's back. coming back. <laughs> yeah, with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun to sit down and watch this one again. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched the Freddy movies. I have the whole series of Freddy movies. So, you know, I was like super stoked to get back into that, dive back into my box and like watch this movie because they're so Mm -hmm. fun. So the movie starts and we see some kids on a bus being dropped off after school most of the kids get off the bus except for the these two popular girls and a nerdy looking boy and that they're making fun of the the boy and then all of a sudden you know the bus isn't stopping and we realize the bus driver is actually freddy krueger 
Oh, yes. They go tearing into like a field and just mayhem. Mayhem just ensues. Exactly <laughs> like my bus ride to school every day. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my criticism of that part, though. So somehow he drives off this like residential street and is immediately in the smack dab middle of Joshua Tree. And like, I don't know if you've ever been to Joshua Tree, but that's not how it works. No, I really want to go to Joshua Tree, but um, I thought the same thing. At first, I was like, you know, talk about karma for these two um, shady bitches making fun of <laughs> the overgelled scalp in the back of the bus. But then I was like, you know, this is a dream. They could just be anywhere that Freddie wants them to be. Right. I get. Yeah, that's yeah. true. This isn't the real world. Yeah, I don't ever take the Nightmare on Elm Street too seriously because it's like it's supposed to be a dream. So you know how in dreams you can just like be doing the most random shit and then be like totally somewhere else randomly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the ground starts crumbling around them. Yes, they're trapped in the bus and um, Freddy's walking down the aisle about to snatch their wigs. (laughs) (laughs) when all of a sudden we're in jesse's house and he's waking up screaming from a nightmare oh jesse uh the night terrors he just can't escape them and you know this is how freddy works we touched on it a little bit in last week's episode you know the favorite scary movies he enters through your dreams if you go to sleep you're screwed because that's where freddy plays yeah i guess when he um like when he starts screaming, it cracks me up like downstairs because I think it cut to like the family downstairs yeah. and it's like the typical like 80s like family moment. And like, of course, like the sun is shining. It's like the most unrealistic breakfast ever, like before you go to school or work because yeah. like none of that shit actually happens. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and also he's like screaming like a girl, like he's very like shrieky with his scream (laughs) it's very like it's it's full of terror but at the same time you're like uh are you okay bro (laughs) i mean i would i would scream like that too if i was like on the bus with (laughs) freddie right i I mean you want someone to hear you right come save me i'm about to be literally slayed (laughs) that's true slay me (laughs) freddie slay me girl Uh oh freddie you didn't glue down your wig today you're bald (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, this is like the brains. time that amanda Bynes tweeted uh drake uh oh no <laughs> good god let's not go there <laughs> i won't go there but <laughs> uh <laughs> i can't stop thinking about it now <laughs> um so so i thought it was interesting because in the dream world jesse was very like nerdy looking but like then he wakes up and he's shirtless and sweaty and like really sexy like actually kind of like like a jock sort of yeah he's kind of like um your nerd that develops into like you know playing sports and like becomes the jock like he's kind of got this dweebish element about him but you know of course he's got like the feathered hair he's got his little ab situation going on and Mm -hmm. he's like your 80s blonde male so attractive not my type yeah attractive 
<laughs> I thought he was pretty um, cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was cute, but like, I don't want to like bury the lead either. As far as like a big reason why we like chose to recap this was because of the the homoerotic undertones to this movie, and like basically, there's. It's not just a theory. It's been like confirmed out there. And I didn't realize it either um, after I read about it some. But just the fact that I don't know, like the direct or the writer has like come out and said he was trying to make this character like have a homosexual. I don't know what the word is to use, but kind of an undertone to the movie. Mm. Um, Yeah, that comes out a little bit later. So he was kind of like sort of, I guess, in a way, revolutionizing horror movies or like even like gay culture because back in the 80s like I'm sure there was not like I mean I'm not a film expert in the 80s but I'm sure there wasn't much representation of LGBT characters back then oh I doubt it this movie came out in 85 so um definitely not um not oversaturated not even slightly saturated at all I would think not unless you're in Paris is burning yeah which came a little after yeah I did check the release date of this movie, and it and I was 11 months old when it was released. <laughs> I was definitely not here yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the old one. Yay. <laughs> um, but, like, when I did look it up, because I was curious myself, like, just to understand, like, why there is this, like, why people have been, have mentioned that before. And when I was doing my research, I like looked at Wikipedia and stuff. But anyway, the writer said that a big reason that he tried to put like these homosexual undertones in it was because of homophobia becoming more prevalent, like I guess in the 80s. And he was basically like adolescent boys would go see these movies. So he wanted to like basically make it kind of homosexual in a way. So that way, like (laughs) maybe they were like more like open to homosexuality as his way of saying, Hey, it's okay. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Well, this is also like right after the HIV AIDS outbreak too. So in eight, cause in 85, you know, in the mid eighties that had already kind of started to take place. So I wonder if, uh, you know, any part of, you know, what you were saying, the homosexual tendencies or whatever. I wonder if any part of that was sort of to help, you know, calm the public's nerves about HIV, you know, gay people and HIV. Probably now that you think about it, because, um, you know, there's definitely a number of scenes that kind of hint at the suggestion that there might be more between the main character. Gosh, I forget his name already. Jesse. And his like Jesse and his good friend. And also even the coach, too. Like, and the coach, yeah, obviously. the locker room scenes, yeah. Yeah, for sure. we'll get there. <laughs> and I, I thought of you guys, too, because, so, like, he, you know, it's Jesse screams and he comes downstairs and his dad's making, like, keto eggs. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, they were, like, on the keto diet, I'm pretty sure, back in the 80s, so they started it, probably. <laughs> Props to them. Use all the butter. Yes. They have breakfast. Jesse heads off to school in his car, which is named the Deadly Dinosaur <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with his crush, Lisa. And uh, so they're at school. They are in gym class and they're playing baseball. And one of the dumb jocks hits the ball, you know, into Jesse's face, which is, I guess, maybe the start of the homoeroticism. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Balls in the face. Yeah, because he was right. staring off into space. What, what was he paying attention to in that moment? Wasn't he? Was he staring at Lisa? I think he was looking at Lisa. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, because he was. Fine. He was. Yeah, he was off in space, and he wasn't paying attention and got knocked upside the head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> S- Boop. So. Th- then uh, the boy like makes some you know shitty comment to Jesse. Then of course Jesse ends up striking him out, and the the boy gets mad and pulls down Jesse's sweatpants, and we get to see his um he's wearing a jock strap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. weren't we just talking about um I think it was in the Thanks for Coming segment last episode about um homoeroticism and. Masculine masculinity in sports. So, like straight men, they they do so many things on the um in the realm of sports. I'll say that isn't socially acceptable to you know hetero men in their everyday lives, like pulling down each other's pants or hitting each other in the nuts or yeah. slapping each other's asses, whether you're bare ass or not. And this is just one of those moments. Yeah, and uh, you know with jesse's pants around his ankles basically this boy is like they're like wrestling and like fighting i guess it was more of like um of like a grinding session <laughs> i guess <laughs> <laughs> a heavy makeout this was an angry makeout <laughs> yeah it was like angry sex situation <laughs> um and this uh jock boy doesn't seem to be too worried at all and and uh jesse's butts hanging out and it was like kind of cute to look at um (laughs) (laughs) so then of course they get punished and their punishment is to stay planking um and then we learn that uh this uh this jock guy tells jesse you know oh the coach supposedly hangs out in queer s&m joints downtown yeah they're in the locker room making like you know snide comments about the coach because they're pissed Mm-hmm. And what are they in towels and underwear? Yeah. <laughs> and then the coach just kind of creepily like sneaks up on them. You know, like when you're saying shit you're not supposed to say and your parents catch you. It was like kind of one of those moments, except it was a coach and he just kind of lingered yeah. for a while. <laughs> it also made me like feel a little uncomfortable because I was like, this is like Penn State level shit right here. Oh, yeah. Like, Ooh. I don't know. It just popped in my head. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, there were definitely like so many pairs of tidy whities in this film. It just was uncomfortable. <laughs> like <laughs> for a homosexual film, like you would think that they would put them in cute underwear, but I guess not. 80s, like tidy whities, like I think people were into it back then. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe that was I like a fetish. Uh, no. Like tidy whities. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. He was wearing tidy whities and it was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> you could see like no shape of his butt or anything they were so baggy <laughs> they're just yeah bloomers really <laughs> it was almost as if he was wearing a diaper i'm so turned on yes exactly no hey, shade to those of you who people rock are into diapers so i'm sure oh. somebody liked it i'm sure someone did but that's not my thing girl <laughs> crickets <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> uh-huh just come out with it, Stony. We know that you like diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone 
I am coming out as a diaper. <laughs> I don't wear those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've gone too far. What you and Jamal do. If you're do not wearing your diapers, you're not doing drag. Right? Swerve. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the movie. Um, so this is really the first moment that we are like introducing, like, you know, just blatantly talking about homosexual uh, queer topics in the film. So that's kind of a little bit interesting to note because it kind of plants the seeds for some future scenes also. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then the next kind of big moment is Jesse goes to bed again, but he can't go to sleep. Or is he asleep? Maybe he's awake. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. He's in one of those weird phases where it's like he's probably like so tired where he thinks he's awake, but you, you just end up passing out because mm-hmm. you're so exhausted. Yes. I've had that happen to me many times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he is lured out into the garden. You know, there's like the rustling bushes stereotype. And he goes, uh, you know, and discovers Freddie playing with a furnace. And then... Jesse goes back inside and he goes to the basement door and opens it up and he sees Freddy just flat out. Freddy's coming up the stairs and they come face to face finally. And Fred, this is really even more stressing, like the homo erotic aspect of the movie. Freddy tells Jesse, we've got special work to do here. You've got the body. I've got the brain. Oh, I did not pick up on that. Girl, I was waiting for them to make out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a Chucky moment. Freddy's like, you've got the body. I'm going to hop inside of it. (laughs) Yeah. I would have hopped inside Jesse's body. (laughs) And also, like, I feel like the whole plot of this movie is basically him struggling with kind of pushing back the desire. Freddie's kind of like, oh, like you want to kill this person, don't you? And he's like, no, I don't want to. But then he like does it anyway. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it can be related to like holding back, coming out and like that inner acting turmoil. on those gay desires, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like, I thought that was really interesting too. And, you know, he's sort of like trapped in the closet, but, you know, Freddie like brings it out of him. Freddie's like the demon or like, the uh the scary gay thing inside of you i guess (laughs) yeah he's that inner turmoil like he's that tension that's just waiting to bust out and whether it's like slashing someone in half or just like getting angry with somebody he is i he's realizing that for jesse and that's what's scary with these um dreams and freddy encounters yeah Definitely. But, you know, instead of making out, uh, Freddie peels back the skin of, on his head to reveal his brain. So that was a big turn off. Super cute. Yeah. And even like with the <laughs> 80s-tastic like graphics and effects, like I was still creeped out. It was, it was good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was gory and gross and everything you could possibly want. Uh-huh. Um, so this was kind of like... If I hadn't picked it up before, this was the moment where in my notes I was like, okay, like this is definitely the gay movie of A Nightmare on Elm Street because Freddie and Jason are basically dating and uh, (laughs) Jesse is like rolling around in the dirt with this jock boy. So I'm like, all right, like, okay. Um, (laughs) Dirty. 
Yes. Next, Jesse, you know, because he's been woken up, kept up all night by his BF, and uh, he falls asleep in class. And then all of a sudden, you see Nagini slithering around, slithering around him. Yeah. And trying to kill him. Little sneaky snakes. You know, there's nothing more terrifying than a poisonous snake. Yes. I mean, really any snake, even if it's not going to kill me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, true. True that. (laughs) Unless it's a trouser snake, because I really am not afraid of those. (laughs) (laughs) No, especially um, during Pride Month. Trouser snakes welcome. They're very prevalent. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So this marks the first time in the movie where Freddy has crossed into the real world because we go from the dream world where the snake is wrapping itself around Jesse and then he wakes up and the snake has crossed into the real world and his teacher takes it off. Mm -hmm. Freddy's power is like amping up basically. Yep, he's dozed off in class and, you know, we don't see the snake before he kind of goes into that dream state. So it's kind of shocking for the viewer, too. It's like, wait, were they talking about snakes? Like, it makes you recall the lecture. Like, you're actually in class. What was he talking about? <laughs> like, were we talking about snakes or the formulas? But it's like, holy shit, there's a snake here, like, <laughs> trying to kill him in the middle of broad daylight in class. <laughs> yeah, that's frightening. I don't know. Um, so the next kind of big plot moment is um, he, Jesse is just dumping his stuff into drawers while listening to this bop called Touch Me by Fonda Ray. <laughs> yes, Touch Me. This is the moment where I was like, okay, this movie, this well, was a little too on the nose. <laughs> well, he was getting down, wasn't he? Because his, keep in mind, like his parents, like he's a teenager, right? he's a teenage boy the only like order he's receiving from his parents are is to clean his room and he's been putting it off putting it off so this is the moment where he just has to like shake his groove thing and put shit into the drawers <laughs> yeah and he was looking really good in those 80s jeans like where they you know would were basically designed to show off like guys nice butts <laughs> and junk i feel like i was watching like the george michael video yeah (laughs) oh my gosh but then his mom interrupts with lisa and jesse's you know has like glasses on like all these like clothes like these random clothes and he's basically in drag i guess you know to keep it with the gay references (laughs) yeah he really yeah he is i mean we're all born naked and the rest is drag jesse's giving us some drag here this is not the jesse Lisa or anybody else sees at school, especially not in the middle of cleaning his room, dancing and closing drawers with his ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I just say too that I love Lisa so much? Like her hair is so like beautiful. Gosh, her hair is perfect. I just like the entire movie. So, like, I know. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like <laughs> the amount of hair she has, and it's just like flowing red hair. It was amazing. Yeah, and yeah, she's she got these sharp ass really cheekbones. Yeah, she was a fox. To die for. She's a stone cold <laughs> fox. Yes. Anyways, so <laughs> like trying to get my like uh 80s references in. Yes. Give them to me. I love them so much. <laughs> yes, girl. Um so 
they're like hanging out. Lisa is like helping clean the room, unpacking. They find the diary of a girl that used to live there talking about mm-hmm. her experiences with Freddie. So now we're getting the backstory. Yep. In the top of the closet. So clearly this is a place Jesse has not been because what boy is cleaning every nook and cranny of his room. And what a loyal friend slash potential girlfriend. Like what girl is going to help some straight bro clean his dirty ass room? So good for Lisa. And he probably would not have found that diary if it were not for her. (laughs) No, definitely not. I mean, unless he, like, waited more into, like, his homosexual desires and, like, <laughs> it went to hide his dildo up there or something, which would have been, like, a great spot for it. <laughs> yeah, the angst and the tightness of his jeans would lead him to it eventually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the coach would help him into, I don't know. Bleh. Sorry, I just vomited in my mouth. I know. It tastes awful, too. Um <laughs> So, yeah, like you said, getting into the backstory, this diary, it's basically recounting someone else's night terrors. Like Seth said, another young girl who lived in the probably the same bedroom. You know, they found the, the journal there, the diary there, and having very similar experiences. Well, wasn't it Nancy's diary from the first movie? That's who it was, right? I thought it was the girl from the first movie, her diary. Yeah. And she was Did like, you know, they it? put the bars on her window. <laughs> Wow. I mean, we are reviewing the second movie first. So like, really? I don't think it matters. I mean... No, it doesn't. I'm just trying to remember. I was like, oh shit, is that true? Makes sense. Yeah, no. Like, I don't think you can spoil a movie from the 80s. Spoiler alert. Like, if alert. you haven't seen it, like the Statue of Limitations, like over oh, on no. this girl. If you haven't seen this movie, then, you know, I don't want to hear it. You go watch it. This has been out for, like we said, before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to take a pause here because uh, if you haven't watched the movie yet, this is the amount of spoilers that uh, we're going to give you. <laughs> you should just stop now and go watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just kidding. We're going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, just hit pause and do your YouTube. That's fine. Yeah, there's got to be like a recap, like an uh, eight minute recap, like on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. So, uh, next, Jesse wanders down to the basement. We find Freddy's glove in the furnace again. So, once again, Freddy's kind of manifesting into the real world. Yep, he's slowly but surely coming out into um, his full physical form. It's kind of like when spirits, they get stronger and stronger, and then you can see them and then they can start to move stuff. This is what Freddie is doing, but he's coming out of the dream. And of course, that symbolic item, that leather glove with those sharp claws is what we see first. I also thought this was a little too on the nose because I don't know how many times I've been cleaning the house and I just find a random dildo laying around. <laughs> so like, I was just like, <laughs> like, come on. Now it's just getting too obvious. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, it's a dildo. Oh, what should I do with this? Oh, I found it. Here it is. Reynolds, no, no. Put it down. (laughs) Oh, God, that's gross. (laughs) Reynolds would probably shred it anyways. Um, Sorry. Anyways. 
now thank you for derailing our podcast into some strange sexual dildo talk and you know with Reynold. I don't even know how to come back from this. <laughs> Dear <was> God. <laughs> well, no. So okay. So did anybody else think of Home Alone with the furnace? Because I um, did. Home Alone had a very a very scary furnace too when he was in the house and it would just come on and light up and look like this scary otherworldly creature to, in his eyes. So for me in that moment, I was yeah. like, oh, here we go with another freaky furnace. Yeah, it is a frightening thing, those furnaces back in the day, because when they're on and, you know, the way with the bars, it definitely looks like very creepy. Yeah. And old homes, just all the sounds they make to operate the home, whether it's your um, um, air conditioning or the furnace or your laundry, it's just very loud and intrusive. So this just kind of makes your insides yeah. come to a halt in a violent fashion. <laughs> Definitely. And and speaking of the thermostat in the living room. Okay. So the family is all in the living room and the only way that they notice that it's hot in the, in the living room is that the thermostat says it's 97 degrees. Okay. They are all soaking wet with sweat and no one realized it until they looked at the thermostat. They're trying to what power through. The fuck? Yeah. If it's 97, like if it's like 81, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> if it's like 69, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I know. I'm yeah. like dead inside, so I need it as cold as possible. <laughs> yeah, same. So like if, it, if it's above 75, I'm unhappy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Look, I don't like it to be too freezing, but you better not melt my ass either. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so then... We see the the bird cage start to rattle. Um, they take the cover off, and one of the birds like dives bombs to his death out of the cage. Uh, then the other one oh, yeah. systematically attacks everyone in the family. That was terrifying. Like, I love that part. Like, Alfred Hitchcock like birds like that movie is freaky. Okay, so like this little love bird, yeah. whatever the fuck it was, like I would have ran upstairs so fast. <laughs> Also, I just, I laugh like because they're just like, they yeah. just got like attacked by birds and they're like, oh, this is totally normal. Nothing to be alarmed about. It's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, nothing par- weird like, here. Those don't just attack They're like, you. what's wrong with Kiki? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bird is like really weird now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is just Freddie, like, again, trying to come through in that physical form. Like, now he's programming the household pets to, like, attack. And, like, you know, birds, you know, their first line of defense is to peck out your eyes or, like, you know, scratch your eyeballs out. I keep saying your eyes because, you know, that's just what they're programmed to do. They're going to make you unable to see. They're going to scratch and peck out whatever they can to um, disarm you. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. I know it was really (laughs) freaky. And then the bird just kind of like blows up and like bursts into flames. So (laughs) demonic, like just poof, just flames. It's like, whoa, hold your perms, girl. Flame on. Does that technically make the bird a phoenix? (laughs) Only if it comes back later. The dark phoenix, girl. I guess we'll see in the sequels. Uh oh. Yeah, right. Let's see if there's a ghost bird or something. <laughs> ghost birds just are like, terrifying. You're trying to go to bed and there's just like the ghost bird like chirping and keeping everyone awake. It's like, oh, not again, Ralphie or whatever his name was. 
<laughs> like, will you please explode again so I don't have to hear you? Like, I didn't know Kiki was a woodpecker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not good. <laughs> so uh, the next scene is, um, it is uh, another homoerotic dream sequence, I guess, uh, you know, with, with um, Jesse and, you know, he's had it with all these motherfucking birds and his motherfucking planes. <laughs> and <Yes>. done. <laughs> and he's like going for a walk. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go check out the gay bar downtown. <laughs> yeah. Sounds he's like a like, great idea. Talk about an adventurous film. He's a minor. He's like, let's just go explore this gay club. Yeah. I just don't get it. That was a little bit un reasonable anyways so he's in the bar and he just walks up to the bar and he goes oh i'll have a beer and the guy's like not even gonna card him i mean this kid like he looks like he's like way too young to be drinking right he looks like a high schooler right like the super baby face like he's not even a twink yet i mean it's the 80s they're like you're fine (laughs) Well, okay, it, fine. There cool. was like that sense of community. They're like, okay, let's take care of our babies. But we know that that's not Jesse. So like, we're all thinking, what the hell's going on? And then... Yeah. <laughs> then we and see And then the, the coach, coach pops up. <laughs> oh, no. Wearing his like leather harness. Yeah, of course he's like a leather daddy. And, you know, this ties into that locker room scene earlier because he was, you know, there was a moment where it could it could have been interpreted as he was checking out those boys in that locker room. Yeah, definitely. It's like, hey, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like kind of like creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so the coach in his leather daddy outfit uh, catches Jesse in the bar and now he makes him to go run laps around the gym as punishment, mm-hmm. I guess. Instead of just telling him to go home. <laughs> so again, this is like the dream state, right? So they immediately go from the bar and then they're in the gym and work out clothes, everything. Yes. And um, then, you know, after the punishment, Jesse goes to shower. And while he's showering, the coach, uh, well, Jesse, I'm trying to remember how it happened. The, I guess. Okay. Doesn't the coach, like, get, like, bombarded with a bunch of, like, balls in the face? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So all the balls, like, the uh, tennis balls are, like, exploding at him. Like, basketballs are flying at him. Um, So then the coach is dragged into the showers. And he's strung up in the showers, like, BDM style by these jump ropes that are, like, leading Mm -hmm. the way. Yep, he's dragged in the showers and Jesse is just, oh yeah, it's super kinky and Jesse's just like, what's going on? Watching. (laughs) Watching. It does get a little bit like smoky, but it's kind of weird that this like high school boy is like there naked showering and then the coach is naked, (laughs) strung up. Yeah, so at this point, we can't really, like, see Freddy, so he's just witnessing this coach get, the coach get attacked, and then after a moment or two, um, he comes to and realizes that the glove is in his hand. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, and all the while, the coach is being spanked by, like, this ghost towel. Yeah, super intense rat tails. (laughs) 
Ghost Towel is so annoying. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. Ghost Towel is very annoying. It's like, go away, Ghost Towel. My butt's all red now. <laughs> Get off of me. <laughs> God. God, Ghost Towel. <laughs> there there should have been a side series about Ghost Towel. <laughs> I'm going to write that retroactively. I think it would be kind of cool to have a ghost towel, though, because, like, you know, like, when you get out of the shower, you're just like, uh, like, I have to dry off now. It's, like, so much work. Like, ghost towel could do it for you. Oh, only if they're nice. I don't know. I, don't I think know. I would bring ghost towel to work with me. <laughs> you could ride. No, you could, like, ride ghost towel to work. Like, ghost I want to do that. Transport you. Yeah, I want to do that. That's true. Bring it to work, except I would, like, hit people on their foreheads. Yeah, the annoying ones. <laughs> ghost towel's awesome. I've changed my mind. Although it's not cool when ghost towel like sexually assaults people. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah, ghost towel sexually assaults people. And that is a little strange. I can't, I can't with ghost towel. <laughs> okay. Ghost towel's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had Ghost Towel like as a toy for the movie promo. Maybe, I don't get it. Maybe maybe Ghost Towel will be nominated for the Supreme Court. You never know. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the way rate this thing is going. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, we're going down a Sorry, dark sidebar. <laughs> Back to the movie. Uh, so Freddy comes out of the top, out of the fog and claws up the coach. Blood starts coming out of the shower heads. And yeah. then we see Jesse with the glove on. Yep. So that's how it got there. So Whoa. he's like, holy shit, am I doing this? You dead girl. <laughs> yeah. And um, the coach's butt was actually like really nice. So I thought we should just give that like a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Cake appreciation, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know, that's like one of our things that we like to do here is just appreciate the cake. We do love a good cake. Yes. Speaking of cake, maybe we should take a break. And uh, I'm trying to rhyme everything. (laughs) Maybe we should take a break and make a steak and then appreciate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is the worst Dr. Seuss book ever. This is the creepiest (laughs) Dr. Seuss book ever. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back, (laughs) y'all. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember, everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. All right. Thank you guys for coming back. I hope you're not too scared and you guys are ready to finish out this movie review. Yes, we're getting into Freddy. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Let's do it. Yes. So... To continue on, uh, we just saw the coach get attacked and killed in the locker room. Now we see Jesse's dad putting up bars over the bedroom window, just like what happened to the girl that lived there before. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's just like deja vu all over the place. (laughs) It's all happening again. 
Uh, we find out that Freddy wants Jesse to kill for him. And then we go for more backstory. Lisa takes Jesse to the power plant where Fred Krueger worked. Yes. And the location of the boiler room specifically. Yes, the boiler room. And it's where the girl that previously lived in Jesse's house would always end up. And we learned that Fred had brought 20 kids there and killed them at that location. Yep. They kind of stumble upon this, like um, looks like a deserted locker or like storage cabinet. And I don't know if anybody else caught it to the blind. eye. just kind of seems like a piece of uh, the building that's just been knocked around and aged with time. But you see three kind of like claw marks on the door. So to me, it was like, you know, there's probably a kid Ooh. hiding in there. Oh, I didn't even see that. And then they open it. And, you know, that's the, that's the part where, you know, they open the door and there's like a giant ass rat in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a big boy. Yeah. But my my first thought was, oh, no, there's definitely like a kid hiding in there. And he was like clawing at the door. I was worried, too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so next we go back and, um, Freddie, we, it's, we hear Freddie's voice waking up Jesse's little sister, but then, you know, we find out that it's really just Jesse mm-hmm. and, you know, that's averted cause he kind of wakes up and notices what's happening and just plays it off. Yes. For all you youngins, think of this as like a Lord Voldemort going into, um, sharing dreams and thoughts with Harry Potter. So Harry at some points thought, he was looking through the eyes of Voldemort. This is very much what is happening with Jesse and Freddy. So we think it's Freddy going in to check on whoever, but then the camera zooms out and it's Jesse, like basically sleepwalking and being creepy. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) very much so. And uh, we see Jesse trying to combat, you know, these urges by taking energy pills and drinking some Coca-Cola to try and stay awake all night. Anything to not pass out. Yeah. Because when he goes to sleep, then Freddie comes out to play. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. girl, you better stay away. And it's even more terrifying now because he knows that nobody is off limits. Whoever Freddie can get his claws into, it's who he's going to go for. Definitely. So next is sort of the setup to the big finale. Uh, there's a big pool party. Yes, at Lisa's house. Yes. I'm going to go party with Lisa. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the parents go up to like get it on, then the real party happens. <laughs> <laughs> I know, typical 80s movie, but it's so real, though. Like As soon as the parents clock out or, or leave, that music changes. A few more articles of clothing come off, like the hair comes down, it's on. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Jesse's like freaking out uh, in some like little pool house and Lisa goes to comfort him. Um, so they're, of course, you know, they get turned on by this, I guess, and start making out. <laughs> because why not? Because <laughs> well, why not, a, really, though? In a time of fear or the apocalypse, what else is there to do than have sex? <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you're going to go out, you might as well go out having fun. <laughs> if we're the last humans on Earth, we need to have a baby ready. Wait, <laughs> so is this the part yes. where we see, like, the creepy-ass tongue and then, like... He's like trying to eat her yes. out. It's like so gross. Yeah. So they're in the moment, and you know <laughs> Jesse's still combating Freddy, and yeah, Freddy just finds his way into this hot and heavy, steamy session with that nasty ass exorcist tongue that pops out. 
Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> Very gross. Yeah. Um, so what is Jesse's natural reaction to not having a great experience with a girl? So he immediately runs up to the jock boy. His name is Brady. He goes up to Brady's room and jumps on top of him in bed. Because mm-hmm. obviously... He's like fighting his homosexual urges, but he's like, oh God, this really scary thing happens with girls. (laughs) Like maybe I should go like sleep with Brady. Yeah. And, um, actually Grady with a G he, um, is freaked out, you know, bro, what the fuck are you doing? And, you know, he makes accusations. It's basically like, you just want to like come over here and sleep with me, you know, another, another, um, homoerotic um what's the word i'm looking for another implant if you will you know undertone. by the director undertone thank you words geez but um because <laughs> that's always a thing right you know if if you get too close outside of that locker room or on that field you know then it's some gay shit and um that's what happens here when really jesse just needed his friend and was looking for someone to go yeah. and talk to about what's happening yeah definitely um so next Jesse has the bright idea for Brady to stay awake and you know if Jesse does anything weird while he's sleeping to wake him up Mm -hmm. and of course Brady like is like bored and goes to bed what an idiot (laughs) and as soon as that happens Freddie starts coming back out and he you know his little glove kind of like rips uh Jesse's skin apart and it's just like really gross it's a whole moment you have to watch it you had to be there yeah <laughs> yeah we couldn't describe this you know and do it justice you had to be there <laughs> and again for the effects in the 80s this still really creeped me out <laughs> yeah because freddie's like you see you know you know i don't know if you guys seen the have seen the movie the frighteners but it's sort of that effect yes. where freddie's head is coming out of jesse's body like you see his head come trying to like get out yes good callback i love the frighteners that movie's so good that's a good one (laughs) yeah um so uh freddie kind of like explodes out of jesse's body and kills brady and but it's really jesse we you know he's covered in blood yep he's taking over jesse so like in this if you are a viewer in this moment, you have reached a point where, okay, this is Jesse doing Freddy's work. This is what Freddy's wanted, and this is what's happening. And this is the first like full moment where it's like there's no doubt that Freddy has taken over Jesse. Yes. Freddy's in charge now for the most part. I mean, Jesse, he goes, you know, in his own body. He goes to Lisa's place and he's covered in blood and she just like accepts him like nothing's wrong. I'm like, girl, call the police. Like, what the <laughs> hell? You would think so, but she's kind of been helping him like dissect this diary, remember? So she's kind of like, yeah. there's that little bit of curiosity. And of course, she's like crushing on him. So she's like, oh, no, boo, what are you going through? But hell no, he would have got yeah. pushed into a closet or something and <laughs> the police would have been called. I mean, even so, it's like, if I was Lisa, I'd have been like, girl, you want to go take a shower or something? Like, instead of just staying in fucking Brady's blood. I'm like, look, my hair is too fluffy and on point tonight to be dealing with this bullshit. So you got to go. And he's like, don't I look cute in this pile of blood? (laughs) 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 Or or, sorry, Lisa. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Sorry, Lisa. (laughs) 
It's really weird. And then all of a sudden, Ghost Towel comes and starts sm- ah! smacking Lisa's butt. I know. Freaking Ghost Towel. I swear to God. Not again, Ghost Towel. I put you away and folded you. <laughs> You're supposed to be in the dryer. Come Ugh. on, Ghost Towel. Not I can't again. Wait. Not I'm, cool. I can't wait till the spinoff Ghost Towel movie. It's been like 35 <laughs> years in the making or whatever. <laughs> basically it's gonna be awesome <sighs> maybe if we start a patreon we'll write a ghost towel series yeah yeah we'll write ghost towel for you guys and <laughs> we'll shoot it and star in it and reynolds gonna be ghost towel oh let me do my squats now and we'll, we'll do the cover art for ghost towel <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're gonna have to start it's gonna be well. like really good <laughs> yeah we'll start to raise money now <laughs> anyways so then we go we cut back out to outside and freddy's like attacking like the 30 people that are uh like at you know at by the pool and I'm like, literally, there's 30 people there, and Freddy is just running around going ape shit. And it's like, you're gonna tell me that none <laughs> of them were like, "Hey, you go from this side, you go from this side." Like, clearly, they could have just taken Freddy out. Yeah, but you know, there's this element of unfamiliarity there. So, like, he is fully into the human world now. So the pool starts boiling, like you know, the heat from the boiler room. Um, we know Freddy looks the way he looks because of burns specifically mm-hmm. so everyone is just it's just mayhem chaos everywhere people are running in every direction it's like hot tub like action gone wrong <laughs> right like, now yeah. see if it were okay. me i totally would have bum rushed his ass as scary as i sound like if i'm in a situation where i'm probably gonna die i'm just gonna try to take you out <laughs> so yeah if i'm gonna run out freddy and run through him well girl at least i tried <laughs> yeah die trying live free or die trying what's that <laughs> oh god but yeah everybody's just running around in a panic yes and then lisa's dad comes in uh you know guns ablaze in totally misses freddie like a little bitch like come on <laughs> i know i was wondering who got shot in this moment like nobody where... got shot he luckily <laughs> I think the fence got shot in this moment. Can we talk about like Lisa just like sabotaging everyone by just like refusing to kill Freddy? (laughs) Yeah. What the hell? Oh yeah. And this was this was actually the moment where Ghost Tile redeemed himself by jumping in front of the bullet and stopping the the bullet. Wow. Who knew Ghost Tile was such a hero? Ghost Tile died. It was really sad. (laughs) Bye, Ghost Tile. R.I.P. Ghost Towel. Now you're just a hand towel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A bloody one at that. (laughs) So um, uh, then Freddy just like kind of poofs. And then uh, Lisa just like knows exactly where to go. We go back to the boiler area. And, you know, Lisa um, is about to get slashed up. She's like wandering around trying to find him. And then, you know, yeah. of course we see Freddy. So she's scared and tries to run away. And, you know, she's about to get tacked. And then she's like, Jesse, I love you. Come back. Yeah, because she is the only one who really knows what's going on. She knows that, you know, Freddy has taken Jesse over. It's why she's so hesitant to just stab a bitch. You know, sorry, you're cute or whatever. Nice being your girlfriend for three weeks but you know i would just pierce you but you know lisa has a soul so she was like i can't do it and you know she used her words 
and talked him down. Yes. You know, she's yep. like, Jesse, I know you're in there, you know, fight through this, you know, you're stronger than him, all that, all of that. So it was this whole moment yes. where it all began. And then she, you know, in the ultimate act, you know, uh, to try and save him, she kisses Freddie, which is gross AF. Talk I about was squirming. Brave. Whew. Yeah. For real, that was not cute. (laughs) (laughs) No queen. And then Freddie goes up in flames. Her ultimate act of (laughs) love has caused him to turn into a flamer. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And then a dark rainbow emerges. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, Jesse, like, is back to normal and life's good again until the end of the movie when they go on the scary bus and go back off into the desert. (laughs) Then it all begins again, right? Yeah. It's all happening all over again. And really, I feel like what the whole concept of this was, of course, in this movie, it's the woman's purpose to just be there to support her man and save her man. And she gets no credit. And I mean, you know, some old white dude, you know, wrote this movie. Yeah, it's um really Lisa was probably like, you know, the biggest badass for that kiss. But also like having the brains to know like to go back to the original you know freddy's origin point basically where he'd murdered all these kids um to do the research to read past a few pages which you know she was doing all that reading of that diary not jesse she was basically like the real life nancy drew in this movie she did Harriet, all the late the work fucking spy it was her she was she was the savior of the day and she just got wrote off as like the side character, which was like super annoying. The patriarchy just can't handle a female right. savior. You're just here to be pretty and supportive and your big moment is this kiss. But, you know, I really appreciated what Lisa brought to the movie. Um, beyond those flowy, fair curls and waves of hers, um, she did the damn thing and saved the day. She really did. I can now see why you guys wanted us to watch the gay Nightmare on Elm Street movie. (laughs) Because there were a lot of homosexual undertones to the movie. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, you know, just solely looking at that, if the, if the, because I know the writer was trying to incorporate homo, you know, erotic homosexual ideas into this movie. But then in the end, we see Jesse with Lisa. So it's like, what what was the message was the message like to be straight i don't know it might have been the whole closet struggle you know there's so many people during the aids epidemic that were secretly gay and they just got sick you know in quotes and they died and you know back then that was like the gay disease that's kind of like reaching but if i had to apply some kind of theory or thought to this you know he ended up with the girl so at the end of the day he's going to do what he needs to do to fit societal norms and to protect himself yeah but also he kind of owes lisa oh for sure yeah and i mean i kind of think of it like as you know and just like reading the article my like the background of like the writer of this movie um but like i just kind of feel like he was like intentionally just trying to put like in these homosexual undertones so like for me i don't really think of it as like oh he has to like at the end of the movie like oh i'm gay now so 
like bye like i think it's more just like okay like we're gonna put a bunch of like homosexual shit in here and well, see if and, it flies because it's the ki- 80s and he killed his boo so i mean who else could he have done that with and i mean i don't know like Lisa's like a gay icon so i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> she really is though she's so fierce yes lisa well, I think that's kind of wraps up the uh, queer movie review portion. Um, so we hope you guys like that. Normally, we would go into the thanks for coming news segment. But because this episode's going a little long, we released it early for you. So hopefully you guys listened to that already. Yeah. And don't forget to start sharing like your trades of the week. Let us know on Twitter at TFC pod or on the um, Gmail account, TFC pod at gmail.com. It will be fun to share some of your trades in future episodes. Yeah. Cause I'm like running out of trades y- y'all. So like, I don't know. I need help. Male so please, or female. Bring it. Please help me. Please help me. <laughs> Speaking of trade, should we, should we talk about trade? Yes. Trade. <laughs> trade. All right, you guys, welcome back. Let's finish this episode strong with uh, some more sexy men besides Jesse. Um, (laughs) 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 Like, he's the real trait of that movie. Yeah, he was the trait, although I was more into the best friend. Sorry, he had to die. Oh, yeah. The jock, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Dark and brooding. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And before we move on, I think it is worth mentioning that I saw um, the Will Jameson tweeted us and said that Jesse was like his style icon. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, that's a pretty cool style to bring back. I mean, that's the way fashion works. It just goes in a big circle and everybody thinks they're doing it for the first time. So rock it out, Will. Yes, queen. Do it. So let's talk about trade. Who wants to go first this week? I'll go. So this past weekend, well, last night was the season finale of Insecure on HBO by Issa Rae. Um, Such a good show. She just wrapped up the third season. Another great season. But anyway, there's, and this is like problematic, but they were calling him in the show Asian Bay. And to go along with Mm -hmm. that, there's another guy that they were calling Black Bay. Long story short, they were at a music festival. They met some guys, yada, yada, yada. Asian Bay rose to the top. So anyway, my trade this week is actor Alexander Hodge. So not your typical Instagram trade. Ooh. So he's just like this gorgeous like um, Asian man. He has this long hair. And oh my gosh, mm. he just looks like the lion you never got to cuddle with. Like there is a scene <laughs> in, the, um, <laughs> in the latest episode where one of the characters, Molly, she's trying to like apologize because she took a joke the wrong way because she was in her feelings about her bullshit and she took it out on his character and this whole time it's been like very slick back pulled into like a nice tasteful man bun not that sloppy shit on top of your head just like a nice clean gq type man bun and he's at home it's the weekend he's just in his white tee not that extra long dress looking shit just a regular ass gap white (laughs) tee and his hair is just like flowing over his shoulders and it's just like i want to sit in his lap Uh, 
I want him. Oh, to, I bet you'd like to do more than that. <laughs> no. I want him to play me like whatever video game that is. But he's just a very handsome and a classic looking gentleman. So he's my trade this week. Yes. Nice. I like it. What about you, Stony? So my trade of the week is it's kind of like, I guess it's a couple that I started following. This has been a while now, but um, the person's name is or the, I guess the handle is Dominic Harrison official. And it's this guy and this girl. Um, They're like an interracial couple, but yeah, like, I don't know. I just really like them. They have a little girl and I'm not like really into like a lot of tattoos, but for some reason it works for this person, but I don't know. I just think they're they're like a a sweet couple and they're from Germany actually. Oh Um, yeah. He's got some cool ink. Yeah, but um, he's just a good-looking guy. Like, oh shit, I'm not getting any tattoos near my elbow. Hell no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a they're a cute couple. Like, I don't know. I appreciate them, and I think she's like a model of some sort. So she's gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Throwing a awesome. curveball this week. Good I pick. like it. Yeah. How about you, Seth? Who's on the trade docket for you? All right. So. I feel like I'm taking a little bit of uh, maybe a more of a veer off my normal picks because normally I pick dudes that I just think are cute and that I would like, I mean, of course, love to smash, but also like want to date them. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill this time it's more of just like the physical. Okay. And true trade spirit. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get into the, the trade spirit. And where Stony doesn't like lots of tattoos, I like lots of tattoos. <laughs> and my trade is covered. <laughs> Ooh, covered. And hopefully I don't pronounce his name wrong because it's a very interesting name. Um, but his name is Loic Williams. Oh. L-O-I-C Williams. Oh, oh. close. I was going to say L-O-I-K. Okay. That's how I would pronounce it. Yeah. I don't know. That's my guess. So sorry if you ever somehow listen to this episode and I butchered your name. (laughs) Please correct us. We're students. um, Yeah. Yes, please. And I did post a picture of him to our Twitter a few weeks ago when I first fell in love with him. And (laughs) uh, but now I just feel like he needs a a full trade moment. And (laughs) (laughs) he is basically, you know, just this like sort of like brooding you know, musician slash model slash just attractive man. And he posts like all these great pictures of himself and whether he's shirtless or not shirtless, he's still very sexy. And I think he is an English guy, but he also like has lived in Paris and speaks French too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I'm here for that. That's sexy. Yes. So that's my trade, you guys. Go look him up on the Insta. Links down below for all of our trades. Yes, check the show notes. You'll always find our trades of the week there. Absolutely. And we hope that you're liking our little surprise, little pop culture news segments also. So, um, you know, if you are liking that, let us know. And hopefully... We you know you'll enjoy more of like a real talk, sort of like deep dive into 
situations that are happening now. So we hope you like that. Yes. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Tell a friend and share your feedback at the email on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you find us. So just let us know how you're liking the show and what you want to hear from us. Yes. And until next week or a surprise podcast episode. Bye. 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 Boo, bitch.